Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Jake Hatch and uh, Brian Priest producing today across the glass from me. How about us throwing the new guy right into the deep end and uh, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Hope you're doing well. Hope all our listeners are doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? You know, right before I came on the show, before the show started, uh, I was reading the comments from Martellus Bennett, uh, the former uh, tight end, NFL tight end, about, <laughs> did you see any of that? I mean, at some point in the show, we gotta we got to dissect some of the things he was saying. Pretty interesting stuff, Jake. All right. Well, put that uh, put that on the uh, the show agenda. Mark that yeah, down with uh, with a sharpie, buddy. Let's get to just, it. Just 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 talking about football and what it's like to play the game and what it's like to be trained trained up to play the game, and then what the realities are of playing the game. Pretty, I, I mean, sometimes it's uh, you know when when a former pro athlete talks about what his experience is, it's his experience, you know. But oftentimes there are you know, some some nice little tidbits in there to at least think about whether they're actually true across the board or not might be another thing. But anyway, he, he said some interesting things on Twitter. Uh, Gordon, I have some good news for you. Oh, good. Guess who I'm looking at right now out in our, our lounge here at our Carrier Zone studios. And I, I emphasize Carrier as a hint for you. I've... Uh, uh, well, uh, I was going to say is uh, <laughs> I better not say what I was thinking initially, but uh, who who is it? I emphasize carrier, Gordon. That's a pretty good hint. And considering you did receive a schedule in your email this week, I, I would think you might have <laughs> you might have another clue there. But carrier zone not, studios. Uh, I don't know. Is it is it is it Mike? It's Mike from Any Hour Services. I'm looking at him oh. right now. He's looking handsome, and uh, he's looking uh, like he's he's got a. Uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of reading his body language right now because he's in the other room. But he, he's he's moving like he's got an excellent uh, deal for our listeners today. Like he's oh, like good. he's breaking yeah. out the big guns because it's been a while since Mike's been on the show. 
So I have a, I have a feeling he's got I, he's got something special in that back pocket, or or maybe he's going to get himself fired because he's going to do something unauthorized like he he often does. But well, we usually push him into that, don't we? Don't say we. <laughs> well, I mean, for, but it's for the benefit of our listeners. It is. It is. You like know, you and do. sometimes. Remember that one time? Didn't we talk Mike into a deal that was just, I mean, just more insane than they usually are? And he he did get a little heat for that. Yes, that did happen. You you love twisting Mike's arm. You you do. That's well, I mean, you do for sport. That's what, that's what friends do, you know. Yeah, we love Mike, you, you, and and we you do that to me every day. Absolutely, sure. and you hey, you give as good as you get. You're a little meaner than me, actually. I'd say. <laughs> oh, you really. Really, let's take a vote on that to our listeners. We should because you're often you say very mean things to me, uh, but oh, but we do true. love the good folks at Any Hour Services. They they're great and they've been helping our listeners for years, and we're excited that uh, that Mike's back hanging out with us today. So yeah. that's uh, coming up a little later on in the show. I am I I don't know what uh, the deal is, but I am excited to hear it. And of course, we'll. We'll get the ball rolling. 801-443-7400 is the number. Any hour services in the house today. So we're very excited uh, about that. Uh, we've got a big show planned for you today. Uh, we've got uh, our friend uh, Matt Williamson, our NFL insider, is going to join the show at 435. We have uh, Locke jumping on with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, as he does on Wednesdays. And, of course, the other fun stuff we do, uh, what's going on at 3 and uh I'm even hesitant to tease it, but the the not sports report coming up at 4:50. Tune in. Had a little bit of a had a little bit of a rough go yesterday on that, but uh, it wasn't your notable. Best. Well, it was good. It was just out of the ordinary. Well, we did get a text from Austin because uh, Austin was off yesterday, and he said, uh, well, "It's always interesting the feedback he gets when he's not here." And he said, "Somebody out there in listener land, let him know that the the not sports report was was rough." Also, no, I didn't let, say it was rough. No, no, you're mischaracterizing it. Do I need to read the text? It, now, the, he was also alerted to my little mishap yesterday, which we don't need to relive. But <laughs> I think I think that's going to go on the list of drops that we need to play on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Austin said, today I was told the Not Sports Report was one for the record books. Well, that could be good. I don't think it is in this context. <laughs> well, read the rest of it. Uh, it says, uh, I asked if that was good or bad, and they said it stood out. <laughs> it didn't stand out as much as the question that you asked Rob Morris. Oh, jeez. Yeah, admit it, Jake. Admit it. What? It, it was a terrible moment in my career. What do you want from me? <laughs> It wasn't you want a me to admit it? Moment. You want we me all, to admit it? We all it? knew it. We had, some of us sometimes you live your life on the radio and you have these horribly embarrassing moments that uh, are just the worst. Yeah, mine that was one of mine yesterday. It's fine. <laughs> I did really. I mean, Jake, we all knew what you were talking about. It, it just came across a tad bit. Different. I know. I know how it came across. <laughs> and then you got to hand it to Rob, former uh, Super Bowl player. That he, he stopped the whole thing and, of course, underscored he your did. question five times. He did do that. That was, I mean, usually a lot of times people will just you know, smooth it over and keep going. No, Rob, Rob really, he really hammered it home. 
<laughs> Big thanks to Rob. That that was great. That was, that was really classic. It was fine. Was really, that was a really good day for me yesterday. <laughs> you didn't really take that hard, did you? No, it's fine. Stuff happens. Okay. I, you know, stuff happens. We, we, we tease you about you know the question, and we all—it's all fun and games. That's what we love about working here. We can tease each other, but it doesn't make me doesn't make me proud. Can I say that? It doesn't. You know, did all did all the guys at the station that they did they notice it and then uh, pull that that sound? I don't know because you know, honestly, Gordon, and it's been this way for a while. Nobody's ever here at the same time anymore. Yeah. I've seen Hatch recently, like more in the last two days than I've seen him in the last ten months. Well, let's make sure he knows about it because uh, it's it, it it can't just it's one of those moments in radio that can't just blow on by. Well, it, well, it can because because Brian is currently <laughs> producing and uh, and Brian doesn't even know you and I know him. Uh, we're we're fast friends, so I don't think he would do that to me. Hey, I can oh, relay information. <laughs> See, Brian, here's the thing, that it is for the good of the station. It may not necessarily be for the good of Jake, but it's for the good of the station. It's, it's not, because, though. Because we, oh, it's one of those things. When I, had, uh, when I had different things printed out on the golf balls for each of the guys, uh, I, this is one that I could have printed for you. No, it no, was, I it don't was think that notable. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, stop it. No, this is going to be all a our moment. listeners who all our listeners who didn't hear it now are going, "What? Yeah, what he say?" And we're not going to relive it. We're not. It, this is going to. Ryan, you can replay that if you'd like. I mean, no, you know, we don't need it. to. It's it's all right, Gordon. This is going to disappear into into radio land, uh, like everything else. Uh, Right, I say. Never get credit One for that. One thing I can guarantee is it wouldn't do that if, if Austin were on hand. I mean, he... <laughs> hey, don't uh, don't pick on Brian. He started like yesterday. No, no, I'm not picking on Brian. I'm just saying that I'm not saying, oh, well, Austin would have done it. Why isn't Brian done it? No, I'm saying that Austin's attitude toward the show, when one of us misspeaks, uh, it is usually capitalized on. See, unlike Gordon, Brian, I think you're doing a terrific job. I think I, I you're, think do, I think you're doing tell. great. Even though you're wearing a Broncos beanie, which slightly irritates me, I, I think you're doing terrific. Flattery, flattery. It flattery. means the world to me, Jake. Good, good, buddy. Welcome aboard. It's good to have you. Thanks. Brian, uh, in all sure seriousness, you, make sure you play that sound. I, I want <laughs> in all seriousness, Brian did start like yesterday, and, uh, and we're throwing him into the deep end doing afternoon drive. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Doing a great job. Despite what Gordon says, you're doing, you're doing terrific. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Okay. What? This, ranks, this ranks right up there with your, uh, with your Matt Harpring comment. Of, uh, yeah, ago. and that happened like 15 years ago, and I still haven't lived that down. Well, I mean, welcome to the club, brother. Yeah, it, true, because San Bernardino, that happened before even even the inf <laughs> that infamous. That happened before many of our listeners were born, okay? That was, it, it, not to go take a walk down memory lane, but that was at Simmons, uh, the old Simmons Media, and it was when you and Bowler at the time, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was Bowler. It had to be Bowler. It was when you and Bowler were in the conference room. We had the conference room studio. Remember when we didn't have a studio at all, and it was? It was just a conference room. You mean when we were doing the show around Grandma's uh, dining room table? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. That that time. And the, the producer studio, you know, it's conveniently, Brian, you, we're looking at each other through the glass. We can communicate and do all. We have this fun button that 
push it, you know. And so it's 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 really <laughs> terrific. But then uh, the studio, the producer studio was like on the other side of the office, and it was it was it was very strange. But anyway, I remember that you were talking to Damian Hunter. Yes, the running yes, back for the uh, Utes. So that dates that, right? Uh, how are you hanging on? Where are you? The numbers would be astounding. <laughs> we should, you know. I think on a regular basis, we should remind our listeners of some of the really just outrageous things that have happened uh, in in our time doing radio, because there are so many funny moments, so many backstories, so much stuff. And, and our listeners do know some of it, but there's a lot of it they don't know. And, and I think they would be entertained by further enlightenment. We had talked about doing a podcast and just doing a history of sports radio in Utah. It'd be fun should do it. I mean, I, I can't, I wish I could just, you know, I could easily sit down and, and write a list of things that have happened. And, and I, you know, I, I, I could do that and we could talk about it on the air. And I think everyone would get a really good laugh and maybe a cry now and again over it. But, uh, but, uh, you know, you, it might make some of us a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to dig too deep there, Gordon. Leave some things unsaid. <laughs> you are so in trouble. You what? So I, didn't, trouble. I never did anything. What are you talking about? I I, I just got a, a text from somebody who may or may not have the power to uh, pull what you said yesterday. <laughs> All right. This is getting better by the minute. Who's I'm texting who's, him back right now. Who is it? I'm not, I can't reveal. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, you texting Austin right now? I'm not saying who it is, it's, but it's probably not Austin. Oh, when did that happen? It's exactly, Lloyd. By the way. Lloyd, knock it off. And and hey, I'm not telling you when exactly it happened. <laughs> when did that happen? By the way, that was yesterday. Well, I know, but we had. It was when we had. Okay, it was. It was uh, when okay, we were talking to during, uh, Howard Rob Beck. Morris. <laughs> All right. Sorry, this is just this is. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't get over it. It's too funny. I know because you are quite lowbrow. We know how juvenile you are, Gordon, and and it's showing. <laughs> I like the way that when we pick on you, it's lowbrow, but when you pick on me, it's high comedy. Oh, when we pick on you, it's stuff like oh, ha ha, Gordon. Uh, Gordon told a long question. It's not uh, oh. Gordon accidentally said something dirty. We want you to do that less. What are you talking about? They don't know. I don't want to get into it. I mean, because even yesterday during the Not Sports Report, here I am reading the news. I'm tearing and ripping and reading the news, and you accuse me of being Chester all of a sudden. You were way Chester yesterday. It was it was one story involving nudity and the next one that uh, that used the word boob. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't it was in the news. It wasn't me. It was just you're selecting the news stories to to read. It's not like you're being forced to read these stories. (laughs) Well, look, I'm I'm a very mature person. You're your you're your own editor in this circumstance, and yet we we know no no no. Yeah, but I am compelled to share with our listeners the oddball, weird things that happen in our world. And and I think that, you know, a study that's being done by a reputable research firm 
indicating that 6% of those watching the Super Bowl will do so either naked or in their underwear. That, that's a, that, I mean, that's, that is the definition of news, that which is extraordinary. I didn't know that. I would not have suspected that. Did you suspect that? Did you think that would be a thing? What about all the other millions of uh, studies that uh, that uh, that come and go that somehow don't meet the editorial standard of the not sports report? But then the the chesty uh, the, the chesteriest ones always seem Did to get you just selected. Say the chestiest? I, I almost almost got there. Just because I did the Hollywood sign, okay. you know, this iconic thing it's time that someone for the, changed? the split story of the day. Let's talk about, you know, sports. Go ahead there, uh, Brian. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordo, the Utah Jazz uh, have won one in a row. They beat the Pistons last night 117 to 105 in a game that they were up by as many as 28 points. Uh, ended up winning by 12. A couple of big threes from Bogdanovich down the stretch uh, iced it. Uh, give uh, your thoughts on what we saw last night against the Pistons. Well, first of all, the Jazz came. Remember how we were talking about how what we could read into what happened early in that game? And the Jazz came out firing, and they came out fired up. And it was an encouraging sign, I think, all the way around. Uh, I did not expect them to get too goofy with that lead. And I thought it was interesting what Quinn Snyder said afterwards. He said, you get a big lead and everyone expects you to keep that big lead. But you're playing you know, NBA teams and they're going to, they're gonna, on occasions, whittle away at it. And uh, whittle they did. They got it down. I think a lot of Jazz fans watching that game were pretty nervous. And and then what happened? The Jazz surged ahead and took care of their business. So I don't know. I guess a pessimist would read some negativity into that, and an optimist would read uh, that the team, okay, the team might have gotten a little sloppy, and uh, but that they that they put it back together when it needed to be done. And, and so are you a pessimist or an optimist as you observe the game? Oh, I'm an optimist as far as that game uh, goes last night. I mean, we saw the Jazz get back to play, playing the style of basketball that's been so successful, and that ultimately is, is what won them the game. I mean, you know, a 28-point lead at any point in the game, your likelihood of winning it is is pretty great. Real quick on Quinn Snyder, I almost think he relishes games like that because – his team still wins. They still really played at a high level, but he's still got some stuff that he can complain about, you know, keep him, <laughs> keep him fresh, keep him on edge. But listen, Detroit plays really hard. Like Dwayne Casey, his, his whole job was to get in there and change the culture, and he's building over from scratch, and he's going with play hard guys. And they really uglied up the game in the third quarter and the fourth quarter for that matter, Gordon. I don't know. You know, maybe it's just me on those late games where I'm just sitting there watching the clock the whole time on uh -huh. how long the game's uh -huh. taken. But, I mean, there were so many whistles in the second half. So many. Yeah. Detroit really made an effort to, hey, we're – we're not going to go out, uh, you know, we're not going to go out easy. We're going to play hard, and we're going to make these guys feel it. I mean, you know, Rudy, uh, dra uh, Plumley dragging Rudy up and down the floor all night long, you know, he had – that turned out to be a sneaky, tough game for Rudy. So, um, you know. Plumley, you know, it's interesting to bring up Plumley because he's a physical player, and 
I, I've thought that for a long, long time. But what's the deal with Rudy right now? Because he was he was playing some top level basketball. The last two games haven't exactly been top drawer for him. No, I think part of that you you kind of answer right there when you said Plumlee's a physical player. We've we've known that for a while. If you can push Rudy off his spots, and you can make life difficult for Rudy, he's he you know sometimes his game can be affected. I uh, I think that happened a little bit yesterday. Detroit obviously was going to stay between he and the basket. They did that all night long, and even that rookie that they brought in, uh, Stewart, um, uh-huh, yeah. who uh, had a little bull in the china shop thing going for him. But that <laughs> that dude is stout. I mean that's that's not a string a string bean rookie coming into the league. I mean he's he he was a big guy, and he wasn't afraid to throw his weight around a little bit. So I mean, um, you know, Rudy didn't play his best. I, I guess I'm not trying to make excuses for Rudy, but I guess I'm not all that surprised that he struggled with those two players because, like you said, of the way they play. But he needs to be physical back, Jake. At some at some point, he he needs to. I don't care if he does get into foul trouble. I mean, don't let don't let these guys push you around. By the way, you mentioned Stewart. Did you see that one play when he just hacked uh, Rudy and and afterward he looks at the ref like, "Hey, I didn't." That was no. I, I'm sitting there thinking, "You didn't hit the ball at all. You hit nothing but Rudy's arm." But see, that's the point. These guys are trying to rough him up, and and he needs to be able to rebound from that and respond to that. You know. In a way that is, this is going to happen to the Jazz a lot, I think, Jake. I, I think teams are going to try and rough them up because they know how good they are in the finesse parts of the game. And they're going to try and, and bump Rudy and others around. They're going to try and manhandle them. And they're going to have to really get used to that and respond in a, in a positive manner. Yeah. Uh, I I would agree with that, and we'll see what adjustments they make. And you know, it's what it's it's all really Detroit can do. Um, Blake Griffin is such a net negative on the floor right now, and I I feel bad saying that a little bit because I'm I'm sure he's dealing with some physical stuff, but he's just not the same player. But yet he makes so much money, you have to play him, and when you play him, he's Blake Griffin, so he has the ball in his hand, and he's just a I mean he's a waste of possessions at this point. He's he's so bad. Um, uh, but the rest of that team, what'd you call him? <laughs> he is, a he's waste? a waste of possessions. He's so, and again, I don't, I don't want to get too mean. I, I, I'm too mean too often. Um, uh, but he's, he's just a, a shell of his former self, but he still commands that. Like he had the ball in his hands a ton last night and he was not good. <laughs> uh, but Jeremy Grant, you know, tough, athletic, two-way guy. Who uh, yeah. who's going to go out there and and play real hard? We know that about Delon Wright. You know he's a tough guy. He's going to play hard and play both sides of the ball. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's not uh, not going to turn it over. We already talked about Plumlee. I thought Josh Jackson coming in off the bench was yeah. uh, was really good, uh, putting pressure on the Jazz defense. Uh, Sadiq Bay made a couple of shots. He's an interesting young rookie. We talked about. Um, uh, we talked about Isaiah Stewart. So, you know, I, Detroit is, is under-talented, and they don't have near the firepower they need to be a good team. But you can see kind of what they're building there. If the idea is to build a culture around kind of more hard-nosed type players, then I, you can see the beginnings of it. Yeah, you, I mean, yes, I agree with that. And talking about the bench, did you – I mean, you just mentioned a bunch of the guys, but Bay was a plus nine. Yeah. Uh, Stewart was a plus seven. 
Um, a Gruder was a plus two, and uh, Jackson was a plus eight. So that bench did really help the Pistons out in that game last night. And the Jazz's bench, other than uh, Derek Favors, uh, not so much that way. Blake Griffin, by the way, was minus 16 last night. Four of 13, 11 points, three rebounds, and two assists. And I, I don't know. I'm sure you were watching the game extremely closely, but I don't know if you remember this specific play because I think Royce missed the shot. But uh, one of Blake's closeouts on Royce O'Neal was just the most give-up thing I've ever seen in my life. Like not, <laughs> like not even a pretend. Just, uh, you know, I made it to the free throw line. I made it this far. That's, that's good enough. I'm just going to stop. And then I, I was confused by his tantrum at the half. Did you see that? Uh, I think the television broadcast caught it. Uh, it. It was going around Twitter, but he, like, ripped his jersey off Hulk style uh, on oh, his really? way, I, on no, his way off that. the floor. And I, I miss that. that had to be with self-frustration because uh-huh. to be frustrated with your teammates, don't you have to be at least producing somewhat? Uh, you would think so, yeah. yeah. But, Especially a player like that who is used to a certain level of play. And uh, not so much. Yeah, so but, he's uh, he's obviously frustrated uh, with himself. And I, I saw an, uh, a tweet from Sam Amick, and I'll just uh, just kind of paraphrase it here, but he basically said, you know, how many – Sam obviously has the league pass, and he said, how many uh, times am I going to watch the Pistons on the away television feed, and are they going to talk about uh, how Blake Griffin's lost it so often or, or something along those lines. And he wasn't it, – it, it was interesting, I thought, because – if you're a television broadcast, you know, the road team, you probably tell a lot of the similar stories, right? Because they're the main stories of the team. And like Bowler's only going to see Detroit twice. But you can't watch the Pistons, uh, in my opinion, without being that being the number one takeaway from every game. Even as well as Jeremy Grant's playing, and he's playing great. You can't watch the Pistons right now and think, wow, that Blake Griffin. You know, I mean, you, you only think, like, how, how was a player that dynamic now in this shape? At least I thought that over and over again. Well, but we've talked about that a lot, haven't we? That players that go inside and hammer the basket and are physical like that, that after a while that's that kind of game is going to desert them? Yeah, I think players that overly rely on athleticism uh, should round out their games while they're young because when they get older, yeah. that athleticism leaves. And the, uh, Of course, the best uh, example of that ever is Vince Carter, who uh, is 105 years old. And uh, just retired what last week, so uh, I and he was the most athletic player in the league when oh, he first uh, when he first yes. got in. Remember, and boy yeah. did he carve out a, a terrific career for himself. All right, Goyle. Well, oh, sorry, a, a, go ahead. A couple, uh, just a couple of positives from the game last night. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was uh, Donovan Mitchell again. Oh yeah, he was really good. Uh, yeah, he he was he was really good, and both he and Conley were efficient, and they killed the the Pistons guard line. Uh, and, and Bogdanovich, even though he was not particularly efficient, boy, did, did those three pointers he hit, uh, near the end of the game, I think within the what, last two minutes or so, yep. uh, were huge, huge. And so if you get, we, I've often expressed to you my, my respect for a player who may not necessarily be shooting the ball all that well. But when his team needs him and in a bad way, and maybe one of the reasons that he is needed in a bad way is because he didn't necessarily shoot the ball all that well earlier in the game himself. But those threes were, were huge for the Jazz with the way that they were listing, and they needed a boost, and, and that man gave it to him. 
All right, Gordo, he is here in studio with us, looking handsome as ever. Svelte is, is a word that I would use. Is uh, it? Mike from I, don't, Ma- I don't know how many people would use that word. <laughs> from many hour Svelte? services. He just, well, Mike? how about athletic? You've been working out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't been. Uh, Maybe it's the black shirt. You know, I hear it's very slimming. slimming. Yeah, yeah, very, very <laughs> slimming. Very svelting. <laughs> Mike, it's so great to see you, dude. How are you? I'm doing good. I ain't got nothing to complain about. Yeah, things hey, good. I got, I got a question for Mike. Yes, sir. Now, I know you come on the show and you give our listeners terrific deals, but can you commit to giving them something a little extra special today. He hasn't even like said hi to me and like, hey, like we haven't even like commenced with the pleasantries and you're already like dipping into my pocket. I mean, I would well, expect nothing I'm, less, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm is trying, it easier to do? To... Is it like internet trolls when you're not face to face? It's easier to do, be, be a little more bold. Well, no, I am trying to get you in trouble. But remember, we've done this so many times before. I remember when we met the bosses and whatnot, and we were talking to them about you and all that. See, well, yeah. we talked you up big, you know, like you were doing all these great things. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I, just, I, I do I remember those a, things. You are a powerful man who who has the ability to make some changes and uh, alterations so that our listeners won't be on the plus side of that. Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll make a, a few changes at the end, and, uh, you know, when I announce the deal, um, you, you let us know if you're okay with it, and then okay. right. hopefully you will be, because, I, I, you know, I get a talking to before I come on the zone, because they're like, hey, Mike, uh, watch out for Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love it, though, that we can't even get out of, like, hey, how's your family before Gordon's twisting your How arm, much money yeah. are you going to save me, Mike? <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm a man of the people. I'm speaking for for all our listeners uh-huh. out there. You checked all the tweets and the emails that you got. Gordon, make sure Mike gives us a good deal. I do. I do. I get all that. And then as soon as uh, we're off the show, I call to get to, to participate. That's exactly that what I was going to say. How many times have we gone to break and Gordon's like, Mark, I, oh, I'm going to take advantage of that. I, 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 I got to get my, my furnaces looked at. Can we get that done? <laughs> so it's true, Gordon. You do benefit a little bit, but our listeners all do right. too. All right. I'm sorry, Mike. What do you got for us today? Because I know you got some. Well, yeah. I mean, today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, mainly we're going to spend time talking about maintaining our furnaces. You know, we got a little bit of cold weather. I hear it's winter. And even though it's been like, you know, kind of mild, I still run my furnace at night. You know, Um, a lot of people are doing that. But we're going to talk about uh, things that we can do to our equipment, uh, ways to get it to last longer, hopefully save some money. Well, definitely now hope, you know, save some money that Gordon spoke up. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that cuz we love it when you visit Mike because you're you're about giving out tips. You want you want people to do things sure. right ultimately. Yeah, uh, you know, something that uh, people can a good place to start as far as uh, you know, your furnace goes. I know that most of you keep the owner's manual next to the bed for light reading. I know, you know I do. When yeah. you can't fall asleep at night. Uh, but it just on the off chance that you've misplaced yours, a good place to start would be, you know, Google your brand of furnace and look for the owner's manual and go to the maintenance section so you can actually be aware of the things that you can do yourself. And we'll talk about a lot of them today. But uh, also make sure that your furnace, that it's clean around your furnace. Uh, dirt is one of the biggest killers of your furnace. And with them being in, sometimes they're in attics and crawl spaces and in uh, 
laundry rooms. Uh, you want to make sure that you don't have anything leaning up against the furnace so it can get plenty of air in, but then make sure that the floor around the furnace is clean because when it's pulling that air in, I've seen so many of them pull lint in from the dryer, right. dust, uh, insulation from the attic, and that's that's no good for the system. So just make sure you keep it clean around there. I know what I'm doing after the show. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go sweep around the furnace. <laughs> guilty of that one. All right, Gordon, now now pay attention here because uh, let's, let's get to the deal for the Zone listeners tonight. So, uh, Gordon, I know you know this because, you know, you are up on the maintenance section of your owner's, owner's manual for the furnace. But every owner's manual that I've looked at, there's always a section that says something to the effect of, in addition to the maintenance that you perform, your system should be inspected regularly by a properly trained technician. And that's just, you know, have the furnace checked out once a year and then the air conditioner checked out once a year. Normally, we charge $99 to perform this service. And even though Gordon doesn't think so, it's well worth it at that price. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, having the the, the talk with Gordon, what we're going to offer you guys tonight, any zone listener that calls in before six o'clock tonight, talk to them, let them know that you heard this on the show. We're going to give you $70 off that furnace maintenance. Uh, it's a 34 point comprehensive furnace tune up where we go through the system and do all of the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. Instead of 99 bucks, tell them you want the Gordon deal and you want to get it done for $29. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. Good. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> After all that complaining, you did exactly what our listeners needed to hear. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't complaining. I was I was making often the way that you do make commentary on just the way things are happening. That was noteworthy to say, you know, hey, Gordon, we haven't even, you know, said hi to me. Welcome back. It's been a year. I missed you. It was, hey, Mike, uh, before we get started, give me some money. <laughs> I missed you, man. Uh, oh, man. He is the world-famous Mike from Any Hour Services. $70 savings. Extend the life of your furnace. But you've got to call before 6, right? Correct. Got to get on the books. Don't have to have him come out tonight. You have Correct. to get on the books before 6 o'clock. So here's the number, 801-443-7400, 801-443-7400, any hour services. And, Mike, we're, we're super stoked you're hanging out today, man. Me too. All right. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Red Hot Chili Peppers, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, Gordon, today is uh, is signing day um, in uh, in college football, and really, you know, with the early signing day becoming more and more important, um, uh, you know, there's a lot less fireworks uh, today than there usually is or has been in the past. And I kind of like the early signing day. What about, what about you? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, it's I don't get into this the way some fans do, but they are eager to find out who who the new uh, the, the talent is coming into the program. And I was reading earlier today about the different uh, local schools and some of the the progress they've made in landing people. And uh, I I do find it interesting. I mean, as I read these reports, and some of them are very much in depth. Uh, it, it, it's easy 
to get swept up in it. It's easy to wonder. You see the names, you see the accomplishments, uh, and and then you sort of guess about the projection as to what this particular individual will be able to add to the program. But you know what? The number one thought I walked away from today as I was studying these uh, these uh, lists. It's how difficult it is really to make a difference in college football because all these guys are decorated at one level or another, you know, but to, to actually find yourself in the starting lineup, to find yourself having an impact on games is very difficult to do. I mean, there's so much competition and almost all these guys are accomplished already, but then they come into a program and what kind of difference can they make once they're there? Got to work hard at it, man. And uh, unless you're so blessed with talent that that you don't have to, I think in ninety five percent of the cases, you better work. You better work hard, and then you get your opportunity. A lesson you learned the hard way in your semi pro hockey career. <laughs> By the way, did you see that uh, Nick Saban had his all time highest rated class today? Um, not a surprise. And, and, he has the highest class every year, but this is supposedly the highest-rated class of all his highest-rated classes. Uh, not a surprise because you know you know this, Gordon. All these uh, all these recruits want to go to the NFL, and yeah. <laughs> Alabama puts a lot of players into the NFL. That's because the they get all is, the best players. But the good news is that a lot of places put players in the. Uh, it's almost to the point now where you can get there from almost anywhere. Uh, maybe there are some exceptions, but if you work hard and you're good enough and, 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 and you're well coached, then you're, you're going to have a shot. I got it. But, uh, but you heard Nick Saban's uh, pitch that, uh, that surfaced his zoom recruiting pitch. I mean, you know, he, if you can play your way into the starting lineup in Alabama, you're guaranteed to be in the NFL. <laughs> and maybe if you don't even start, you know, you may have to be all conference somewhere else, but you just have to earn your way onto the starting lineup, and you're going to be an NFL player. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. pretty strong. I mean, it's a pretty strong pitch because you know these recruits aren't doubting themselves. Of course, they're saying, "Yeah, you bet, I'll be starting tomorrow." But you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You know, Nick Saban is a, a famous over recruiter, right, with those young players, and then players that didn't cut it, who might be sophomores and juniors, are you know um, encouraged to. Uh, pursue their academic uh, goals elsewhere. Um, so it, not a surprise there. But, the, Gordon, the thing that stood out to me today was uh, for the late signing days, this may be become like the the all about transfers in the future. You saw that uh, the Utah State brought in, uh, what was it, uh, 11. 11 transfers? Uh, uh, I think uh, it was 11. Utah brought in four, I believe. Uh, BYU's day today was more about uh, return missionaries coming back. They get 17 of those. Uh, but uh, as transferring becomes more and more and more of a thing, I wonder how much we'll see it uh, impact how we talk about the offseason as we go forward. And, and by the way, it, it makes a ton of sense to Blake Anderson would bring in a ton of transfers. He's probably losing players, as happens when coaching turnovers happens and he wants to get talent in to bridge the gap a little bit that that makes a ton yeah. of sense utah has lost players to transfer uh, lost players obviously for other uh tragic reasons as well and not a surprise they might want to you know plug some holes but uh, i think you know as we get to this period instead of being about the high school recruits i think it's going to become more and more about the transfers yeah maybe so well the transfer thing is huge already like you said 
And, uh, yeah, and I have no problem with it. If a guy wants to leave where he is and he feels like he'll have a better opportunity elsewhere, we live in a free country. Let him go. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to have this argument with you today because I think things are changing. So you know, got to got to adapt. I suppose. I don't know if it's what's yeah, best I, for the sport, but it's it's heading that direction. Well, as I was reading today, some of the names, I, I I was just wondering, okay, which one of these individuals is going to have an impact on their on the programs here in Utah? I and and I don't know, and I'm not sure whether anybody knows. I mean, yeah, you get a four, five-star, you got a four-star guy. You think, okay, the odds are pretty good that he's going to have some impact on their program. But remember when I was reading the ratings, the high school recruiting ratings of kids who are now starters in the Super Bowl, and there were a whole bunch of uh, three, three-star guys and some two-star guys and some guys who didn't have any stars. So uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell, but it is – it is a bit of a maze. You wonder, okay, which one of you guys is really going to stand out? And I don't care how many stars you have next to your name. I don't care what you did in high school. There's an opportunity for you to prove yourself again. And when we talk about Alabama and they're high rated, it, it increases your odds. I mean, I get that. I know that. But it doesn't necessarily define you as an individual player. And that's where I think some of the recruited folks around these parts uh, have their opportunity to really shine. I mean, who, what's the example you always bring up? Is it Alex Smith? Oh, well, there's a, there's a number of them, right? I mean, we could, we could talk about Eric Weddle. Uh, we could talk yeah. about a number. Uh, let's talk about Dax Milne. Dax was a walk-on at BYU. Guy has a chance to be drafted. He's leaving school early. Led the, the country in receiving there for a hot second. So, yeah, I, that's that's been the strength of – Certainly Utah football is that, uh, you know, Coach Witt may never lead the Pac-12 in recruiting, but he's going to find some guys and uh, uh, that, that other schools are missing, and he's going to turn them into some special players. And a lot of times that means flipping them positions, right? We've seen that how many, right. how many times, and it, it really works out well for him. But, but Coach Witt has a – and I've heard Coach Mack talk about this before, but Coach Witt is really good at projecting, right? Mm-hmm. You may look this way at 17 – but I envision you looking and playing this way at 21 right. or 20 or, or whatever the case may be. And he's, he's really done a nice job with that type of, type of eye moving into the Pac-12 where now he gets even a little bit better, um, you know, ranked recruit or whatever. But that's always been Utah's strength, and, and they're really, really good at it. And you know what? BYU's good at it too. And listening to, to uh, Utah State's uh, coach Craig Anderson on with Hans and Scotty today, you know that's something that that he's going to prioritize. And he certainly sounds like a recruiter. I mean, he he certainly emphasized that when he was on with those guys. So, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a battle. It's going to continue to be a battle with these programs. But Utah, you know, is there as their uh, recruiting classes get better and better, you know, I think there's no coincidence that the program continues to, to be on a, you know, upward positive trending program. Sure. Yeah. And like you were talking about, uh, Whittingham is, uh, has such a good eye for projecting guys, but he also, he does a good job of, uh, of getting, you know, getting it organized once it's all together. And, and really, that's what every coach is trying to do. And, and to his credit, Kyle always talks about the importance of recruiting and that that is the lifeblood to any program. And so 
as I was reading these lists again today, I was thinking, wow, this, this is a lot of work. These guys work hard on trying to find the right guys to bring into their program. There is the sales pitch that has to happen. You have to find a way to connect with these recruits so that they'll want to come and play for you. But, man, all the work that goes into it is it's, it's substantial. And, and so as I'm reading these names and I'm reading about them, I'm thinking, okay, we should hang on to some of these and see – two years from now, uh, who, who really is making a difference. I bet it would be most interesting to go back and see what was being said about guys like Zach Wilson and others, you know, uh, how they were rated at one time and then how they performed once they got the opportunity. You know, I think of Coach Witt, we're, uh, we're looking at a 17-year-old Gordon Monson and projecting. You know what I would think he would say? That guy would make a good uh, water boy. I see that guy uh, as a as a team manager. You know, good with <laughs> good with the laundry, quick with the Gatorade. Yeah, that 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 type. No. Yeah, yeah probably. All right. Yeah. Okay, we'll have more big show coming up. Stay tuned. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. You a Chili Peppers guy, Gordon? Sure, yeah. Yes. All right, good. Because I don't usually get your approval for my selections, and I went with the Chili Peppers today. No, I'm all good there. Usually you're down on on my picks, which is fine, but I, I just, you know. Constantly seeking your approval. Of course you are. Uh, no, I'm, I'm all peppers. Uh, that's all good stuff. That's all. That's all good. Uh, thought we yeah. take. A- I mean, I don't. I don't love every one of their songs, but I like a lot of them. Oh, good. All right. Well, uh, Gordon, I thought we'd get to the overall Pac-12 rankings real quick, as uh, we just have a couple minutes here, and we'll get to what's going on coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. Uh, Joe, Eng- the Joe Ingles show was this morning, so uh, we're going to chat about what he had to say. Joe's always good when it comes on with uh, with DJ and PK. But uh, Oregon is your top-ranked uh, class in the Pac-12, uh, Gordon. 19 four-stars. This is 24-7 sports, by the way. 19 four-stars, four three-stars. And uh, Oregon nationally was uh, was sixth. So they're, they're cleaning it up a little bit. USC comes in at two, Gordon. And we remember last year the big story of recruiting day was how bad USC was. Uh, they bounced back, to obvious, uh, obviously. Cal at three. UCLA at four, and then Utah comes in at number five ahead of Washington, Arizona State, Stanford, Washington State, Colorado, Arizona, and the Mighty Beeves round out the Pac-12 coming in at number 12. All right. Well, well there you have it. Surprise, we'll Cal, Cal is that high? I mean, that's that's not necessarily where they usually are, although I think uh, Wilcox is a, is a good coach. And then, you know, Chip Kelly, Gordon, at number four. When will he ever get the Bruins going? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you yeah, got a I decent recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I he's 
I think he's going to eventually see success. Uh, I, I'm surprised he hasn't already seen more than he has. But uh, and, and look, these are these school. The thing about it is, that even though the Pac-12 schools have, have struggled a little bit relative to other conferences, I mean, read off the list of the schools. And, and if I'm a parent, and my kid has a chance, perhaps, to get a degree from Cal, is that not impressive? Not as impressive as Stanford. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't no, you it, uh, head on over there to the campus <laughs> there in Berkeley and give that a shout, and we'll uh, see how it goes over. I'm kidding. But there are, other th- there are things that come into play, and, you know, I don't know how many football players are thinking about post-playing day opportunities, but uh, you can do a whole lot worse than Cal. No, in, in fact, I think they'd be smart if they sold that. I think David Shaw has been selling that at Stanford for a long time. I think he gets, uh, he would tell you, he gets a lot of recruits that, you know, that's why they're such a nationwide uh, recruiting school because they, they sell that big time. You come here and play football for four years, and we'll give you a shot to get to the NFL, but if it doesn't work out for you, this is how much Stanford grads make right out of, cl- uh, right out of college. Uh-huh, yeah. I'd sell that if I were Cal, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, so those opportunities exist, and uh, if they, if the recruiters can can connect with enough players who are conscientious, or players' parents who are conscientious about that kind of thing, uh, why not? And you know, I also think Utah on the other side of things. I think that they should sell that they can get you in, they can get you in school, they can get you enrolled. You're going to make it. <laughs> uh, we'll, get some, into, wonder, we'll get you into the Humanities College, and, uh, and you're going to do just fine. I, I wonder if there are some athletes who are intimidated by schools like that. Oh, I'm sure there are. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know the, the kind of rumor about uh, Cal and Stanford, right? Uh, have you kind of heard that? Um, no, what is the rumor? Well, that Stanford... Uh, well, let me put it this way. Uh, we won't have to slander anybody. Uh, one school doesn't adjust its standards for its athletes, and one school really does. Which one's doing the... Uh, the Again, I'm not out to slander anybody. I bet you could figure it out if you really thought about it for a second. But let's let's just say one school says, you know what, you're still going to have uh, to go to school, and one school says, nah, maybe. Between those two? Yeah, you haven't heard that before? You haven't heard that rumor no. about those two? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, that's a thing. That's been a thing for a while. But, hey, by the way, that may go on, but the opportunity is there for an athlete to get a stellar education if, uh, if, if they're so inclined. Now, not every athlete is, but maybe. Well, and, and let's not pretend like uh, all universities don't, uh, you know, lower the bar for athletes. I mean, that, that happens everywhere, right? Just less so at Stanford. And well, oh, Did I let the cat out of the bag there? Uh, hey, Mike. Mike from Any Hour Services is here. Slipped up on that one, Mike. Didn't, didn't mean to. That's right. We're not going to lower our standards. Hey, good transition. Look at you. You must have done this before. Uh, no, you guys, uh, you guys are the best. In fact, we love it when you come in because not only do you have a great deal, but oftentimes you've got some tips for us, which I personally use in my life. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's see. So whenever you get home tonight, or or if you're home, go you can go do it now. Um, 
go and check your air filter. You're going to want to make sure that that thing is clean. Take it out, hold it up to the light, especially if it's been a while since you've uh, replaced it. If you're not, if it's so dirty that you're not able to see light through it, it's definitely not clean enough to let enough air through. And then go around the house and actually make sure that your um, your supply vents and your return registers are open and not being blocked by anything because airflow is hands down the number one thing uh, to consider when it comes to is my furnace operating the way that it should. Why is that? Why is airflow so important? Well, uh, if you think about it, that this little metal cabinet that we've got in the house that uh, – where it's got to create all of the heat to warm the entire house. And its only way to get that heat to the house where it needs to warm it is through airflow with these fans and registers and things like that. And anything that's in the way that's impeding that airflow is is going to keep that heat in the cabinet. And when all that heat stays in the cabinet, it starts to overheat and it can uh, damage parts. And as a precautionary measure, the engineers of the furnace, they put in safety devices that'll cause the system to uh, shut down in case it senses that it's starting to overheat. Now, is it actually overheating, producing too much heat? Uh, sometimes it's just that it's not able to move the heat enough, and so it, it shuts it down. And so, as you can imagine, manufacturers want to make sure that uh, you're keeping an eye on the amount of airflow in order for the system to heat the home properly. And that's kind of where tonight's deal comes in, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the it's definitely one of the things that we check as part of that 34-point, uh, you know, uh, maintenance and inspection that we do that furnace tune-up and so what our technicians do and we perform these tune-ups 365 days a year 356 if it's a or you know if it, more if it's a leap year uh, <laughs> so so all year round we're doing these and they go through the system top to bottom they've got that 34 point checklist so that it's uniform and we know exactly what we need to check um, they check all the vital components they perform the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items uh, we actually document everything we find and then we take the time if you want, and we educate you on the condition of your system. Because if you know what tests to run and what to look for, your furnace can actually give you warning signs if it's going to have the possibility of parts starting to fail. Because they'll, before they fail out right they'll weaken and so we want to we want to identify those things and make sure you know the condition of your system normally we charge 99 dollars to do that but tonight any zone listener that calls in you're going to get the gordon deal and you're going to get this done for 29 bucks you don't have to schedule it for tonight actually you can't we're not coming out tonight <laughs> you schedule this for whenever's <laughs> most convenient for you but if you want to lock in that 70 dollars savings you got to call now while you're thinking about it and then get it on the schedule for whenever you want and just to let folks in on a secret, and this is what I love about you guys, is, is you're not making money off this $29 deal. It's all about <laughs> it's it's all about making relationships with people, which is what I, I just think is great business. Yeah, you know that our our number one thing is to make sure that you get a you know a five star experience when you're dealing with us, and you know the doing these tune ups for 29 bucks, like you said, you're not making money, but for us, it's uh, it's chess, not checkers. We're we're thinking long term. If yep. we can come out and give you a good experience for 29 bucks, hopefully or not hopefully, we don't hope something breaks yeah, down, right, but right. eventually something's going to break. And we hope that we did a good enough job for you when we came out there for this discounted tune-up that you had positive feelings, you remember who we are, and you trust us that when you actually do need a repair. All right, so call any of our services right now. Got to do it before 6. You're going to save 70 bucks on a 34-point furnace tune-up. $99 value, only $29, but you have to call before 6. 801-443-7400. 801-443-7400, any hour services. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. 
More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.